Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and welcome to the Backstage Show. So, welcome. <laughs> welcome to our welcome first back. Uh, episode where we'll actually have a topic. We and had... that topic is, are we just going to jump right into it like that? Well, we had a topic last time. Our topic suppose, was us. Yeah. Maybe we'll just talk about ourselves every episode. Oh, there are plenty like of other people in on the that? internet who do that already. I suppose that's true. But if you'd like us to do that, please contact us <laughs> at podcast at backstage.link. I'm glad you remember it every time. I, somebody's got to. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to start talking about uh, play selection, and that will span the next few uh, weekly episodes. Uh, today, we're mostly going to be talking about selecting a play as a director. Which we've both done. Yes, we have both done. We both selected and submitted and directed and... Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm up to seven times, and I know you're, you've got more than that. I believe I just hit ten. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm very proud. You should Actually, be. I am pretty bad. Good. Um, so, how have you selected your your shows <laughs> you've directed? Oh, boy. It's getting silly. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um, in some cases, I guess it's been sort of a pet project. Um, or it's been finding out that uh, theater is thinking of doing a show that has kind of been an interest of interest. Maybe it's something I've seen before. Maybe it's something that maybe I'm not necessarily familiar with from seeing a production of theatrical production of it. But say if it were about a well-known character like Sherlock Holmes, hey, what do you know? That's what I most recently did. Yeah, I've had a couple that I've selected uh, just based on their literary counterparts i guess you'd say uh right you know, dracula, dracula frankenstein. frankenstein yeah those are both you know they're they're more familiar in their novel forms uh right I, not so much from not so much known from the stage adaptation or even one particular stage adaptation in the yeah. case of at least dracula exactly they're they're one of the actually the interesting thing when i did decide i wanted to direct that i was most familiar with the novel and also pretty well familiar with the uh, Bela Lugosi universal adaptation. And when I submitted that, I had selected to direct the show, said I wanted to direct Dracula, did not submit a particular version of it. Um, and they let it in before I had the version selected, which was oh, interesting. That is weird. Yeah, they had that approved before I had a version selected. And basically, I just went in and, and, and read, I, I, don't, I, I lost track of it, at least a half a dozen different adaptations hmm. of it. The most So there are at least one, half a dozen. Oh, at least. There are really a ton of different Dracula adaptations from musicals and mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. Uh, the most frequently done one is uh, Balderston Dean, which is what the, uh, the 1931 movie is based right, on. Right, that was a... Film adaptation of a play. It was, and I I believe Bela Lugosi played that role on stage before. I screen. think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was the one I was very familiar with, but being as familiar as I was with the book, I actually went through and tried to find one, and I think successfully found one, uh, written by uh, Stephen Dietz, which more closely resembled the book, but mm -hmm. I still wanted the feel of the movie. 
But anyway. Right. Um, yeah, I mentioned Sherlock Holmes. That was last. Uh, that was the last play I directed was an adaptation of Hound of the Baskervilles, which, you know, that has name recognition, and it happened to be under consideration uh, with the play reading committee. Yeah, that's why if you're less familiar with how these theaters select their shows, sometimes the director will submit something, but other times the theaters will select the shows and then find directors for them, which to me as a director, I I find kind of challenging to go through and be like, all right, well, what are these theaters interested in doing? And am I interested in directing what they're doing? Right. In some cases, I have, you know, I saw another production of it another production of a play and thought, oh, that's a neat play. I'd like to potentially be involved with that down the road. Have you ever seen anything, seen a production of something where you're like, wow, that's like, I think that's a good show, but it's directed so poorly that I want to get a a hold of it and do a better job. Nothing's coming to mind specifically. I mean, usually for me, at least if I'm seeing a show where I'm like, that's poorly directed, I don't usually go, that's poorly directed. Most of the time I'm seeing it, I'm like, that's just not a good show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to jump in and direct it. And I mean, I've, I've directed some scripts that were subpar, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I did an okay job with them. But it's sometimes hard. Like, uh, But those weren't necessarily cases of, you know, that was an option you were given, not necessarily something you volunteered or came up with on your own. No. Uh, sadly, it was stuff that I came up with. The one that really oh. strikes me is uh, when I directed uh, Treasure Island. That was something where, uh, I guess at the time, I was very much like, ooh, pirates, yay, pirates. Uh, let I me remember that something. phase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, Treasure Island, that's like a classic pirate story. I'll submit that. And I, I got a hold of a script, and I read through the script once, submitted it, I got it in, and then I went and reread the script and went, oh, my God, what have I done? Because this was a script that was, I mean, it wasn't like horrendously awful, but it did not adhere to the book, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson book. But not only that, but like it's a pirate show and there was no sword fight written into it. I, so I ended up adding that in. I added in a sword fight. Hmm. Um, and and it, was a, it was a lesser known uh, publishing house. So I kind of like, I, I like rewrote half the script, uh, I guess. Uh-oh. Well, let, let's just forget that that was done. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that sometimes that, that, that to me as a director, I really learned a lesson there with if you're going to submit something, you need to be really, really familiar with the script. I mean, it worked out well in Dracula because I had the time to go and be like, okay, this is the script that I want. I know I've read it several times. I know this is going to work. Whereas Treasure Island, it was like, okay, I want to direct next season. Let me read through a bunch of scripts and, oh, look, Pirates, hey, I like that. Let's submit it. And then, but I had only read through it once. So I think personally, at least as a director, I need to be very familiar with the script before I'm going to agree to direct it before I'm going to want to direct it at this point. Sure. Yeah. I, it's also realizing the time commitment that it is that you don't want to commit so much time on something that you kind of have half-assed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before I officially agreed to uh, do Hound of the Baskervilles, I wanted to reread it again because mm-hmm. it had been several months and I remembered, you know, I remembered it seemed pretty decent when I had first read it, when I read it the second time, I was kind of like, well, some of this is a little bit over the top, mm. a little bit melodramatic, but sometimes that's fun. Um, but it was a case where, you know, I felt comfortable enough to go ahead with it. Yeah. Uh, an example of a show that I had seen a previous production of that I later directed was red herring. Okay. 
Uh, I saw Forge's production of it, and an opportunity came up where I now can't remember if it was a case of they were still trying to fill out their season and I suggested it, or if it was already on their kind of list of shows that they were considering wanting Mm -hmm. to do. Uh, It might have been the latter. So when I saw that, I probably, based on that, I submitted it. I was already familiar with the show. Right. Um, I liked it, and it was kind of more of a case of not necessarily, maybe probably not necessarily actively pitching it, but just finding that the opportunity came along. Yeah. I I mean, I had that. The first show that I directed was at Forge Theater and uh, the first full show. And that was something where they had selected it. I'm like, all right, you know, I, I've been wanting to direct. And that was uh, Getting Away with Murder, which, I, I mean, that's kind of my wheelhouse at this point, I guess. It's, uh, you know, somewhat melodramatic, somewhat comedic. I mean, I guess Dracula and Frankenstein weren't really comedic. They had a, a couple of funny parts, but. Uh, I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing funnier than drinking blood and <laughs> reanimating corpses. Hungry, more. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so getting away with murder is something that had been selected at Forge and I was an approved director going through the shows. I'm like, yeah, this is something that, that does interest me and seems like it would be fun to direct. And, and sometimes that works out well where you're going through things and, uh, that have already been selected and your, your choices are already narrowed down. Mm-hmm. I, that is sometimes a problem. Uh, most of the shows I've directed have been at uh, barley sheaf and, and barley sheaf is somewhat unique in that the director's. Uh, completely select the show and then they present it to the entire membership. Um, And when you're doing that, it's like, okay, I have my choice of any play in existence. So sometimes it's difficult to narrow it down from everything to one show. And I've had issues where I've submitted uh, more than one show uh, at that membership meeting. And then you're kind of going up against yourself, which Mm. isn't necessarily the best plan. It's also not necessarily that you can choose anything in the world you have to well, think yeah. about the limitations of the space the, the limitations you're working of with. the space the what the theaters like to do what the yeah, audiences like right. to see there's a lot of considerations mm-hmm. but i guess i've probably overall been more reactive to finding out what opportunities are available and if if it's something i kind of already am familiar with and i liked it and i think it'd be interesting to do then that was more often than not, probably the op- kind of opportunity I would jump on. Or mm-hmm. might have been something that I was completely unfamiliar with coming in cold, and then I read it and tried to gauge how fun I think it would be to do. Or Yeah, you know. sometimes I think that's the best way to do it if you have just somebody bringing a script to your attention. I mean, I've had that, I want to say, I don't remember how I came across Accomplice, but that was one of the most fun things I've directed. And I don't rem- I, I, I never had seen it. I hadn't heard of it. I just kind of picked up the script and just loved it. <laughs> so have you ever seen like a professional production of something where you're like, Hey, I'd like to direct that. Can't say that I have. See, that's happened to me a couple of times. That's uh lifetimes. Three is one show that I directed. Uh, true West is, is another one. Uh, true West. I had originally seen off Broadway. I think it was off Broadway. I, I forget who was in it. It was not the original one. Sadly, um, I, admit that I probably don't make it out to see many professional productions. I, I haven't in a very long time. But, I'd probably uh, get a little uh, burnt out from it being so having been so involved with it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, again, hard for me to find time to, to see shows, let alone be involved in them. I mean, seeing them is obviously a much smaller commitment. 
But yeah, but that's uh, you mentioned True West, mm-hmm. you know, being a couple steps removed from your experience. Yeah, that was another case of, you know, having seen a show or being already familiar with a show and thinking this would be interesting to kind of sink my teeth into. Yeah, and that is a great script. And uh, yeah, so I had seen it, I believe, off Broadway and said, yeah, one day. And I think that was before I was even doing theater that I had oh, seen Oh, really? That. Wow. And then once I got involved and started directing, I'm like, this is a show that I remember seeing. And, and it was just such a nice mix of comedy and drama. Uh, because there are some really hilarious parts in there, but also some extremely tense parts. And it's a nice small show. It's, I mean, it's four characters total, and most of the show is just two people talking to each other. And I just thought this is perfect for a community theater. Yeah, yeah. unit set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another case that I remember, um, I read the script for I Hate Hamlet probably around the same time that I had seen red herring and also read the script for that i think there were there are three scripts i bought at the same time and i've now directed two of them later <laughs> red herring and i hate hamlet and i'd never seen i hate hamlet but i guess it struck a chord enough of a chord with me um i may have actually suggested that mm-hmm. uh at some point for might have been for play reading committee i guess it had enough of a got a positive reaction enough from the uh, playwriting committee that they decided to do it. Mm-hmm. So now, now when you pick up scripts, do you, what's your criteria for that? Like, do, do you find that you've bought a lot of scripts that you then go and read and go, why did I buy this? Cause I know I, I, I come across that. A lot. I have definitely read a number of scripts that I guess, you know, I was going by a description Yeah, and I read it and I scratched my head at the end wondering <laughs> what was the, not, I don't want to, sound totally cynical and say what was the point of this just well, more like i don't get it i yeah. don't connect to it i mean there's so many scripts out there that it, it's kind of hard like you're obviously not going to be reading all of them and you kind of have to be like all right well this is the kind of script that i like i this description sounds really interesting so yeah. let's buy it and read it but i mean it, it can get expensive to <laughs> to buy so many scripts yeah uh, I, I mean, it's it, very hit or miss. Yeah, I, it does make me feel like to some extent seeing shows is almost a better way to narrow things down. But then you don't want to keep doing the same shows. Yeah, well, and also I think uh, I, I, more recently I've gotten involved with play reading committees and that's kind of a, well, much cheaper avenue of. Yeah, well, then the theater's buying the scripts for you. Exactly. Uh, so that helps a little bit just to come up with ideas yeah and kind of broaden your horizon i mean but that's you know that's a time commitment there so yeah well it is no matter what just I researching so, yeah. it's research yeah um unless you like you said you just happen to come across something seeing it and it yeah. strikes a chord with you and i've done a lot of things where i i've been on i i want to say the samuel french website has a uh, if you enjoyed this you might also like I might, but yeah. I might not. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's been. It's been hit or miss. And then there's scripts like, you know, like that Treasure Island one that I picked up where it seems good at a first reading and Yeah, I was I was gonna just say that you can't always necessarily tell by reading a script how it's gonna play. No, that that's stage. absolutely true. And I think that's part of uh your job and the difficulty as a director is to pick a script, you have to go through it and visualize, I guess, what what it is that it's going to work. And and 
I think theaters, for the most part, want directors to have that vision and know what they're doing with the script before they're going to put it on stage. And I think that's one of the risks, I guess, of the uh, the membership approach where Barley Sheaf has, because it's a lot of people and it might just be like, oh, hey, that sounds like fun. And which is kind of what happened with me is like, I thought it might sound fun. So when I presented it, I made it seem like it might be fun. And it was in the long run, it it was a good show and it was enjoyed, but I had to do a lot of extra work with it that I Mm -hmm. wouldn't otherwise had to do. And I guess in a case like that, the people who are selecting, if I understand this correctly, aren't necessarily people who have read the material. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, if you've got the entire membership, it's, it's some of them may have read it. And I mean, people were familiar with Treasure Island. They just weren't familiar with this particular adaptation. of it. Right. And, you know, they're kind of they're coming at it almost from about the same angle as you and I would have been if we were trying to decide to buy a script to read. Exactly. That's about all the amount of information that they have. Yeah, they're just dealing with the description, which is why now. Uh, when I'm selecting shows and submitting them, I, I try to be a lot more familiar with them and I try to present to the membership going, okay, this is what I've gotten from this script. This is how I would stage it. This is what I want the set to look like, uh, which is not, I, I wasn't prepared to do that with Treasure Island. And uh, I, I guess I'm lucky that I got that in and I don't know that I should have gotten it in. Uh, I like to think I did not let the theater down. I put on a good production. And like I said, the audiences did seem to enjoy it. It was a good it's a good family show. Um, but that's something as a director, you really need to keep in mind how this is going to work on a stage. That too. And I think I think in particular with comedies, if you just read it, it it's probably not going it, to... It's a rare occasion, I think, where I read a script and I'm laughing out loud from it. Yeah. But when you, you have to think about, I guess, in that case, where if you're... Once you put it up on a stage and people are seeing it, it plays out totally differently. So I guess you kind of have to... Well, it plays differently with each and every audience, too. True, but you... This is maybe mostly to do with comedies, but you may... Or at least it seems to me that it may end up... You kind of have to think ahead to how it's going to look on a stage, and probably Mm -hmm. there's more to it than what you're just reading. It might not give you as much of an impression just reading it. Well, based on that, then, if how do you select a show if reading it isn't sufficient? Uh, well, I don't want to rat people out, but I think they have YouTube videos for some shows. Well, I mean, but as a director, is that something that you do when, when you read a script, go, I think I might be interested? Do you then go and start looking on YouTube and trying to find, okay, how is this actually going to play out? That's a risk, yeah. Um, because you don't want to be too derivative derivative of somebody else's production of it. You don't want to be too influenced by... Yeah. I mean, I've had certain I, ones that once I've gotten them in, I'm like, uh, well, I see another theater's doing it. I, I specifically avoid going to see it because yeah. I don't want to steal somebody else's vision. I want my own. That's true. I mean, maybe possibly if you're just not quite certain how it plays. Maybe you look up a, a scene or something from it to get kind of an idea. So to me, I, I haven't actually done thinking, this. But. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel to my way of thinking, you need to know how to visualize it well enough that you have a sense of how it'll play on a stage. I mean, mm-hmm. you obviously you can't ever know for sure until it's actually done, but to me, at least as a director, before I'm going to be willing to direct a show 
these days. I mean, I, I've made this mistake in the past and learned from it that I think you need to know what it's going to be. You also need to be able to adapt to what it actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that, to me, I, I don't think any first-time director is going to know because you might read through something and be like, okay, this is how I think it's going to play out and you could be completely wrong or you might not think that out well enough ahead of time like I didn't with uh, Treasure Island. But, you know, I learned that lesson there and then I learned other things like... uh, I'm trying to think of just a a different show. Frankenstein, I I think I uh, envisioned it going one way and the actors had a slightly different interpretation and while what they did was fantastic, it was... You know, going into the show, I had it pictured one way, and by the time we were opening, it was slightly different. So to me, selecting a show, I think you need to know or have a good idea of what you think it's going to look like on a stage and how audiences are going to react. And then you need to adapt through that rehearsal process, figure out how your actors are interpreting things differently, decide whether or not that's going to work, roll with that, and then get the actual audience interpretation. If that makes sense. (laughs) And I think it also, it's somewhat dependent upon, I think, the type of show you're talking about. I guess that's true, too. Like, kind of, you know, I was talking about comedies earlier, but I think there's a little bit of a different mindset to approaching a comedy versus approaching a drama. Comedy Mm -hmm. is a lot more subjective. It might be a little bit harder to tell on a page how it's going to go over with an audience. I, I kind of almost think a drama might be a little bit more, might be a little bit easier to read. Maybe in terms of because you're looking for different things, I guess you're. But there's also so many different types of dramas. True. I mean, there's melodramas, there's mysteries, there's dramedies, there's dramedies, really there's heavy character pieces. Right. I guess I just feel that depending on the genre, mm-hmm. there could be it could be easier or harder to discern what you're looking for in the script. Yeah, I mean, I and I guess that's why we've kind of discussed and come to a conclusion that we're not going to tell you how to select anything because your experience is going to be unique as have ours. Yeah. It depends on what you're looking for. What, uh, how much prior experience you have in a particular genre or yeah, I mean, a particular do you like theater. Comedy? Do you like drama? What do you like? What do you like? Do you like, prefer? what do you prefer directing? Comedies? Or I started out, um, I started out in comedy primarily, mm-hmm. uh, particularly, well, the very first full production I directed was a farce. Mm-hmm. You know, people going in and out of doors and just missing each other. And I love watching mistaken those. identities and all that stuff. But I, I, I kind of got burned out by that mm-hmm. a little bit. And then I, there's only so many different. I mean, farces are all they're like, all the like, same. I, I love them and I enjoy watching them and and they're fun to be in if you ever get that chance. But yeah, I mean, in in some sense, they are all the same. It's very formulaic. One thing I, I kind of wish I had an easier time finding, but it seems like it's hard to do, is finding more intelligent comedies. Yeah. I've directed a few of them. I, I find the mystery comedies tend to be a little more yeah, uh, intellectual. I mean, Picasso, uh, Picasso de la Panagile, Steve yeah, Martin's that script, was that's a definitely bit an intellectual right. comedy. Or if, you know, if they did something like Arrested Development as a stage production. I'm not mm. necessarily talking about the premise of Arrested Development, but... Right. But that's that the, that's kind, the of kind of writing style and performance style. Yeah. 
It is a little harder to find. It's and very it's hard also, to find. It, it can like be that. challenging to get theaters to do that kind of thing because with the intellectual humor, not everybody likes it. Not everybody appreciates it as much. What I loved about Picasso is it kind of touched both sides. It had mm-hmm. the intellectual humor, but it also had some, you know, silly slapstick. Right, stuff. right, right. Um, and I'm not, the, I'm not the only one that has felt that way as far as judging from my experiences with play reading committees and that, mm-hmm. you know, other people in the committee also have felt that way, that just been kind of a collectively a collective hard time finding on finding comedies that a lot of people like yeah well because like you said comedy is very subjective yeah uh so anyway over time i kind of got more into i guess i'll call it mystery suspenseful kind of yeah i mean we're not talking about like anything associated with really controversial topical issues or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. just moving away from comedy into, uh, I guess being of sound mind was probably the first show I directed that wasn't a comedy that kind of moved away from that. Right. I mean, I guess in a sense, I kind of started with the mystery comedy. Getting away with murder was the first full length production I did. I mean, hotline was, that's kind of an intellectual comedy, I guess in a sense. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a black comedy to be right, sure. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. very dark. Uh but yeah, Getting Away with Murder was the first full length thing and that's that mystery comedy and and I just I love that kind of show and that to me is what I prefer to direct. But I, there's only so many good ones out there though. Yeah, maybe I should look for one of those. Yeah. Don't steal my shows. <laughs> no, I <laughs> And the fact that we both directed True West was not really it wasn't a matter of you know, oh, Glenn directed this, so I want to, too. It was, I can do better than him. No, I did not. I don't know that I did, honestly. <laughs> it, it wasn't, that had nothing to do with it. It yeah. just happened to be a circumstance of, oh, they're actually, um, there's actually a situation where somebody's considering doing this, and they're asking me if I would be yeah. interested in directing it. I'm like, well, I'm already familiar with the show. Yeah, you're, you're familiar really... with the show. You had written music for the show, so. Right, so I kind of have a, a history with it, a relationship with it. Yeah, and I mean, that's not a bad reason to direct. I mean, it, it's if you're I, I think a lot of directors are just like, yeah, I want to direct something. And mm-hmm. if something falls into your lap, that's like that. You know, that's how take advantage yeah. of it. I'm always also really thinking a lot about the logistics of picking a show. And that yeah. really kind of narrows down the playing field a lot. Well, I guess it's just that theaters, I feel like anyway. theaters only want to do certain shows. I mean, I, I meant the logistics of what's the space you have to work with. Ah, uh, yeah. I and mean, that's what, definitely you know, that's definitely a consideration. I mean, can you get the resources to pull off a production of a particular yeah. show, for or matter, not? For that matter, can you get the rights to pull off a production? Yeah, of well, show? that's another problem. And yeah, I'm, we can I mean, get into that a little bit more when we talk about the theaters selecting their slate. But yeah, yeah. I'm not usually thinking of that myself. <laughs> no, I mean, I I I start to because that has happened to me a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I know. Where, where, rights were not available for something I wanted to do. And right. so that's kind of in the back of my head. I have but, one where I actually did check ahead of time and oh, I, really? I yeah, I haven't rechecked it. That was uh, a show called popcorn where I uh, looked into it. It's almost like um, that, that show feels like a stage version of a Quentin Tarantino movie almost. Okay. So yeah, I had wanted to read, to direct that and, and looked into it and, for whatever reason, the rights were just not available. Hmm. And then I had another one last year that was accepted and, and the theater checked on the rights and it wasn't available. But like you said, we can talk about that when we talk about uh, theater selecting right. their shows. So comedy is what you started with. You feel like you like 
mystery drama better now? I don't know. I uh, I go back and forth a little bit with it, I guess. I'm I not sure if I know any director who just like, yeah, comedies. I just like to direct nothing but comedies. I think movie I can directors, like professional ones. probably think of at least one or two. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's more common with, you know, professional directors. I, I don't know. Even stage directors seem to, to vary their uh, genre, but film directors tend to stick. More. Well, I think also probably in my encounters, I think probably some directors may pick shows on the idea of this will be highly entertaining for the audience and it'll be really fun to rehearse. Yeah. And that's kind of one of their main considerations. I definitely consider that. I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to go into something that's going to feel like a dirge every time we show up for rehearsal. Yeah. Not that I've really, even for a non-comedy, I haven't really run into that because no. you just I, usually I think, have kind of goofy moments come up. I, I think that's one of the appealing things about theater, at least for me, is that it's it's just it's fun to do. Right. Um, but I think... <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> yes, it is fun. <laughs> it is very fun. Um yeah, I, I I think different directors are looking for different things, mm-hmm. and it it varies. What are you looking for? <laughs> well, it varies by the sense of what they envision, what they want to get out of the experience, what they want the audience to get out of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look for. I mean, me personally, I'm not looking for something necessarily where the audience is like, okay, that's really interesting. That really gives me something to think about. I mean, I, I am very grateful for the directors that like to direct that kind of show. Right. I like stuff that's left the audience going, wow, I had what happened there? What's going on? Like, uh, again, I'll go back to Accomplice where that was uh, a, a mystery comedy with just mm-hmm. so many twists that by the end of that show, everyone was like, what the heck just happened there? And that I like, but uh, the stuff that I've done, like say Lifetimes 3, that potentially gave the audience something to think about. I don't think personally I do as good a job with that. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to leave that for other directors. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable doing something that has a lot of uh, social commentary embedded in it. Yeah, it's. I think it's a very specific thing and that's it takes a specific kind of director to, to do that justice and I'm not that kind of director. No, I don't think I am either. We need to stick to lighthearted fare. Well... I'm okay with going a little bit dark with it, certainly, mm. but kind of more the presentation of it, sort of interesting characters, yeah. uh, I guess. Um, you know, not necessarily high concept plot all the time. See, I'll go, I'll go to a, 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 an interesting example, I think, that treads the line is the last thing that I directed, which was Woody Allen's comedy, Don't Drink the Water. Mm-hmm. That had a message to it. It had a social commentary to it. It was overall just a silly comedy, and I think directing that, I hit the silly comedy part of it, but I don't think I hit the message as well as a different director would have. Mm. And, well, that's why that show was not my first choice. This was the show that uh, I had gotten in uh, Death Trap, but we weren't able to get the rights to it, so I, I had to pick something else, and that ended up being Don't Drink the Water, which was a good show, but... It just, uh, I felt personally as a director, that was not necessarily the best choice for me. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that any director has to keep in mind. I think for me, probably of what I have directed, I would almost say that I have the strongest personal connection to I Hate Hamlet. Okay. In terms of kind of the theme of the play. Which was? Which was. 
uh, it had to do with, it played around a lot with, you know, being a true artist, kind of following your heart um, as compared to the commercialization of it. Kind of similar themes that True West okay. connects to, but I, d- yeah, I, I felt did this a, first. I felt more of a connection to True West, I think. that That's one of my favorites that I've done. And Probably for maybe similar, similar reasons. reasons yeah. yeah, well, right. I directed I, I Hate Hamlet before. If you say that really fast, it sounds like I hate ha- I ate Hamlet. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> Uh, since I had directed that before True West, I guess right. it resonated with me a little bit more. Sure. Um, so I I think in that case, maybe if any of that came through as far as how it resonated with me, that might have been a more successful example of uh, what you're talking about with pulling off yeah. a theme it, or it's, a concept. It's, it's hard to do, and I think it does have to just touch you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And And if you can find a play that does that, then... Yeah, then that's that's the, that's the one for, for you. you. <laughs> yeah. That seems to have worked well for us. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much how we've gone through and selected our plays. If you want to talk to us about how you might have selected your plays or how you have selected your plays, you can email us at podcast at backstage.link. We'll continue this conversation in our next episode next week. We'll continue talking about play and slate selection. And play submission. And play submission. So join us next week. He's Glenn and I'm Jim and we'll see you next time.